Jesus Christ delivered the ministry of salvation and hope to this world. Titus chapter 2, verses 11 through 14, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. The King of Glory delivered to mankind the message of salvation, the message of forgiveness, the message of loving acceptance, the message of purpose, the message of a beautiful life on this earth, even in the face of extreme adversity, the message of the resurrection of the dead, and the message of the blessed hope, eternal life in Christ Jesus. Without the blessed hope in Christ Jesus, the world is in a hopeless condition. The world's godless hopelessness is typified by a few of the leaders the world holds in high esteem. For example, the father of evolution, Charles Darwin, was plagued with deep, dark depression and paralyzing sociological disorders. Julian Huxley also experienced deep, chronic bouts of depression and sought relief through electric shock treatments. One of the world's most influential, ungodly, philosophical thinkers was Nietzsche, who made famous the line, God is dead, his days ended in an insane asylum. Man's hopeless demise is a product of his rejection of Jesus Christ, the blessed hope. Have you found the blessed hope? Would you like to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Click on the Further with Jesus for instruction for entry into the kingdom of God. Today will be the best day of your life. Now for today's subject. God said, Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. God said, Job chapter 10, verse 9, Remember, I beseech thee, that thou hast made me as the clay, and wilt thou bring me into dust again? God said, Genesis chapter 3, verse 19, In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread till thou return unto the ground, for out of it wast thou taken, for dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. God said, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, 19 and 20, For that which befalleth the sons of men befalleth beast, even one thing befalleth them, as the one dieth, so dieth the other. Yea, they have all one breath, so that a man hath no preeminence above a beast, for all is vanity. All go unto one place, all are of the dust, and all turn to dust again. Man said there is no God, therefore he has not inspired holy men to pen a holy Bible. It's ridiculous to think that all secrets to life are found between its covers. Now the record. If the scriptures are the words of the living God, the creator of all things, then the insights in his scriptures should prove themselves to be supernatural by the revelations they afford, and they certainly do. At the time of this writing, there are nearly 300 subjects on this website that certify the glorious accuracy of the word of God. Be assured that God is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. This feature article will be just one more proof that God is. The Bible declares that God created man from the dust of the earth just over 6,000 years ago. It teaches that he breathed into the his, excuse me it teaches that he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and Adam became a living soul. The Hebrew word Adam means red dirt or ruddy and rightfully so since Adam was made from red clay. The following excerpt is from B Cooper's book After the Flood. Dirt 
This is Trox's English rendering of the original name, and not a transposition. It is clearly meant to portray Adam, the version of whose name in the Miatsu language, as in Hebrew, Akkadian, and so on, means earth or clay, the substance from which he was created, end of quote. The famed historian Josephus, who wrote shortly after the death and resurrection of Christ, had this to say concerning Adam. This Adam was called Adam, which in the Hebrew tongue signifies one that is red, because he was formed out of red earth compounded together, for of that kind is virgin and true earth, end of quote. The idea of God making man out of dirt, as far as unbelievers are concerned, is absurd. But in a recent Newsweek magazine article titled Life from Clay, the following story was printed. As if the biblical tale of man's creation from the dust of the ground were haunting their unconscious minds, NASA chemists have, uh, pers have presented evidence that life on earth may have gotten its start in clay. They have shown that clays attract the organic molecules that make up protein and DNA, the ingredients of life possibly from the sea during high tides. The clays might then trigger chemical reactions that string the building blocks into proteins and DNA. The latest experiments show how, according to NASA's Leela Coyne, a clay scavenge energy released by such natural processes as radioactive decay. They store the energy in the form of trapped electrons and then release it when subjected to stress, an earthquake, for example, or from wetting and drying as the tides ride and recede. Says Coyne, the ability of clays to store energy, catalyze reactions, and perhaps self-replicate all attributes of living systems is forcing us to re-examine at a very fundamental level the definition of life. It is common knowledge that the chemical and mineral content of a person's body is identical to the earth's. Everyone knows that when a person dies, their body turns back to dust. To dust. The ancient Miatsu people of China have chronicled their lineage back to Japheth, the son of Noah, and from there all the way back to the world's first man, whom their genealogical record calls dirt. Author E. Trox, in an article titled Genesis According to the Mayo People, again renders the original Miatsu name in the following quote, It is clearly meant to portray Adam, the version of whose name in the Miatsu language, as in Hebrew, Akkadian, and so on, means earth or clay, the substance from which he was created. Man is simply recycled dust, and his linkage to the dirt is irrefutable. J. Rubin's famous book, The Maker's Diet, makes this more abundantly clear. The following ex excerpts excuse me, are from his book. Does the subject of dirt seem boring to you? Did you know that one gram of soil, enough to fill a little packet of sugar, can contain as many as 10,000 species of microbes unknown to science? according to Joe Handelsman, a professor of plant pathology at the University of Wisconsin. Even human intestines, our environment and environment most people consider pretty familiar, are home to perhaps 10,000 kinds of microbes. Indeed, one of the surprises in the decoding of the human genome was that it contains more than 200 genes that come from bacteria. Microbes not only keep us alive, in some small part, we are made of them. Countless numbers of microorganisms live in the soil, in and on plants, and in the human gut. Inside and out, we are at one with the earth, or we should be. What depth of incomprehensible wisdom lies in the biblical statement in Genesis 2-7, And the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. In 1989, Dr. David Strachan, a 
respected epidemiologist at Britain's London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine, launched a tidal wave of debate with a complex theorem of human immunology developed and disease control saying, we need dirt. Dr. Strachan proposed that society's growing separation from dirt and germs may well be the cause of weaker immune systems resulting in the growing incidence of a wide range of maladies. Dr. Strachan advanced the overcleanliness theory after noticing that children belonging to large families were much, much less likely to develop asthma, hay fever, or eczema. He theorized that older children coming home dirty with all sorts of uh, resident oil micro, excuse me, soil microorganisms were actually protecting their younger brothers and sisters by exposing their immune systems to microbes and causing them to build antibodies. He may be onto something. Near epidemic waves of diseases, all but unheard of in previous generations, are striking modern societies around the world. They are still virtually unknown in primitive societies today. How many people do you know who suffer from asthma, allergies of all kinds, irritable bowel syndrome, rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, Crohn's, Crohn's disease, chronic fatigue syndrome, or immune disorders of some kind? The list seems to be endless. If Dr. Strachan is right, and a growing number of scientists and medical researchers believe he is. The dirt, or to be more specific, the microbes in Earth's soils, may be some of our best friends. A recent report in New Scientist said researchers have discovered that micro is, uh, microorganisms found in dirt influence a maturation of the immune system so that it is either functional or dysfunctional. End of quote. Adam, Mr. Dirt, absolutely. God said, Genesis 2, verse 7, And the Lord God formed Adam of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. God said, Job 10, 9, Remember, I beseech thee, that thou hast made me as the clay, and wilt thou bring me into dust again? Man said, There is no God. Therefore he has not inspired holy men to pen a holy Bible. It's ridiculous to think that all secrets to life are found between its covers. Now you have the record.